And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and welcome to another edition of the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. That's Stunt over there to my left. Hey, and to my right, it's Jake. And right in between us, dead center, where it will remain, is the mistletoe. <laughs> there it is. Never shall we cross the room. <laughs> we don't want to run into that bad boy. Merry so. Christmas. That is, uh, and I don't know if you're aware of this, mistletoe. Terrible seasoning. Yeah, it's just not good at all. Yeah, it's not like thyme or yeah. rosemary at all. No, or uh, the big one, the big G. Because this is garlic? kind of your worst. Yeah, garlic. <laughs> you didn't even let me get my God joke in there. But oh, okay. my bad. It's all right. We were on the same page. It would have just. I would have probably said something to offend people this close to Christmas, so we'll let it go. There you go. That's probably um, for the better, then. Probably is for the better. On today's show, uh, first of all, I just want to take a moment, stunt, and uh, pat ourselves on the back. Because a lot of people this time of year, Christmas weekend, New Year's Eve weekend, they like to do, uh, they like to mail it in. They want to run a rerun. They want to use a best of. Not us. Not us. No. We do a show every week, folks. Look at us. Yeah. So now with that said, we really have nothing. So we're going to kind of mail this in today. But um, (laughs) in all seriousness, we're going to talk about Christmas stuff and we're going to compare. The premise of the show started this way. And this is how this kind of morphs. We'll give you a little in behind the scenes, if you will. All right, go ahead. You know, inside baseball. Um, hey, great idea, Christmas show. Let's compare uh, doing a prime rib to doing a ham. You know, smoking a ham, smoking a prime rib, uh, the different styles. And I said, well, okay, but that feels, and we are like, oh, great. And then a couple days later, I said, you know, that feels kind of like an apples to oranges kind of a comparison. Right. Because they're completely, I said, what about a prime rib versus a tenderloin? Or what about... You know, maybe you're going to add something else in there. Like we always throw some shrimp into the mm-hmm. mix, you know, or maybe you, I know people that like to do a big pork butt or whatever. And so we're going to talk about different large scale. There's kind of, you know, three or four of the key items, if you will, that yeah. you might do for uh, for Christmas. I've always been a big fan of uh, Christmas goose because I think it's just so, you know, Christmas Carol Scrooge tradition. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hey, look, I've got the Christmas goose. And, um, <laughs> And that's always kind of fun. But doing a Christmas goose is a whole other world. And we'll touch that on that a little bit because if you're going to do a whole goose, like smoked or in a roaster type thing, uh, you got to do that right because it can come out a little too gamey if you're not careful. That's, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, and it's a little bit leaner, right? So a little bit, yeah. And it's just got that different, I mean, there's different flavor complexities in there that, uh, you know, you see with goose, especially um, not so much with the duck, but duck can get that way. But you see with goose a lot of times, people are doing things to mask or hide. Some mm-hmm. of the flavor. Uh, so my wife is the same way with venison. She's like, let's just, if you shoot a deer this year, why don't we just have the whole thing ground in a burger? And I'm like, or, <laughs> Hear or me out. you could uh, stay away from my deer. Because <laughs> there's some great cuts on a, yeah. on, on a deer, you know. Did you have any of that goose sticks that were out here I earlier did. this week? I did. They were, what'd you think? They were okay. Yeah, they're really gritty, I felt like. Yeah, I think that had to do with just the, the, the preparation. I don't remember where. I think it was Ward had them. Somebody got them from someplace. But here again, remember what they were? They were jalapeno something seasoned yes. goose sticks. Jalapeno cheddar goose sticks. Right. See, jalapeno and cheddar are two tools designed to mask the, the flavor, flavor of, of, the, yeah, of the goose. You know, you don't want... I mean, if you've got... A, it's like I always say, if you have a really great cut of steak, you know, you're like, oh, today I'm doing T-bones, or I've got this... I paid... $42 for this ribeye, and it's perfect. Um, you're not crushing that thing with Montreal steak seasoning. You're hitting it with a little bit of salt and pepper, and that's yes, it. You know? I 100% agree. And maybe a light touch of uh, some you know, some garlic. But you don't want to go nuts on that thing because you don't want to mask the flavor. Right. That's just... Uh, 
And then we're getting off track here a little bit, but no, I know. Weird, right? <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to make a New Year's resolution until next week. Uh, I, it drives me crazy when I go to a place, especially at an expensive restaurant, where you assume they have a nice cut of meat, and uh, and and the, they've got stuff on the steak. I don't want to. I don't want a, a mushroom uh, burlesque or whatever it's called. <laughs> burlesque, not burlesque. <laughs> Bernese type thing. I don't want any of that. You're trying Bernays. to say. <laughs> well, it's been uh, a fun holiday season. Uh, but, you know, there's like and you, like steak Oscar and they, they always want to put stuff on the steak. Right. I don't want a special sauce. I don't want a special reduction on there. I don't want fish or cheese or any of that stuff on I, a good steak. I feel like whenever you see something that's like whiskey sauce with uh, onion petals or something like that on a steak. You're covering up the actual steak, right? Right. That's that's all. And that's what you're getting new. Obviously, I, I mm-hmm. don't mean to step on your touchdown call. No, but, but somebody had to get us there. It, it, Thanks for the tush push across the you're line. Welcome. I needed this. I just feel like it's 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 if you get you see it on the menu, you could just assume they're covering up what they bought was a right. lower quality steak, right? And it's uh, otherwise steaks will that. speak for themselves. I agree. I agree. And it's just and I when I go to places, especially if I'm having a steak, I want to know I'm getting a good steak, and if I'm ordering a steak. I want to make sure it's better than what I've got at home. Right. But again, I wonder, are we spoiled? There could be something to do that. I mean, you're not totally wrong. I count that not every, one of our buddies talked about this. His Mm -hmm. daughter said that she came back from school and she goes, dad, so-and-so didn't even know what brisket was. Can you believe that? And he's like, all right, calm down. Yeah. You realize not every family eats like we do because he's doing competition barbecue. Yeah. He's doing smoke uh, catering events and he th- there's a lot more opportunities for that food. It's true. And you know, I don't I don't know if cuz I don't grocery shop, you know, my wife does most all of that. I never know what go, what's a good price and a bad price. You know, I get yelled right. all the time. She's like, "You paid $6 for this?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> what? I mean, I didn't spend 600. I spent six. <laughs> My wife will go to four different stores to save a dollar twenty on something. Yeah, and that and doesn't like, save you anything. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not doing. But anyway, um, I I just I feel like like when we were kids, uh, I think groceries must have been a bigger expenditure, or because of inflation, uh, it you know parents didn't make as much. Because I just remember like steak was like whoa, whoa, it was a big that deal. Was a, that was a huge deal, and it was probably cheaper than all get out. Then it's just the fact of. Yeah. It was a big deal when you got steak. Yeah. It and, was. And in then it was probably like a giant sirloin that was, you know, cut up and shared amongst the family. And, and, and I, now, like, we do steak minimum once a week at my house. <laughs> I mean, you got a few, and again, even us now talking like this might be even making it sound like we're... We're very bougie. Yeah, right? Very bougie. But you have a few years on me, but I think the way we grew up at our house, too... Uh, you had a lot of hamburger helper. You had a lot of hot dishes, mm-hmm. just things that were simpler and easier to make for a working family. And when it was steak, it was a Saturday. Mom prepped potatoes all day. We got this and the, whatever it was. Right. It was just a bigger deal. And now it's like steak, throw some potatoes on there. And I don't know if that's because we just didn't want to spend the money. It was a big deal then. Or do I just say, wait, it didn't take that much work. Were mom and dad just being, you know, not think, taking those extra steps for then? Or like I think, what? I think it was a money thing. And I think it was, a. I, and again, I, this is really a lot of speculation, but I believe it comes from, uh, it was a carryover from the Depression era. That, yeah. I th- and I honestly believe that because you went from the Depression era into the uh, ration era of World War II 
into the uh, the booming era that followed after that. And then, but that mentality and that thought process and that learning curve, I think, still stuck around. So steak was considered expensive. It was considered nice occasions, you know. And it's okay to to treat a steak like it's uh, it's something special. And I sometimes feel like because that's like our goat. My wife's like, "What do you want to grill tonight?" I'm like. Steak. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I want to grill some red meat, you know, but I, I feel like we've kind of gotten to that point of, but we also came from a time frame also when you think about it, where, um, you know, mom would take pork chops and throw them in a six by nine pan, you know, yeah. and then throw some cream of mushroom soup on top of them and in the oven they went or in a crock pot. And that was, <laughs> you know, those were the, so we've, you know, we have definitely, and I think we've done that. We've changed it on purpose. You know, and I think about the horrible meals we had, like hey, here's some Kraft macaroni and cheese. Maybe some hot dogs cut up in yep. it. <laughs> yep. Now you're like, you know what? If I can do steak and some crusty bread with some olive oil and some balsamic <laughs> vinegar and some asparagus and some mashed potatoes. It's a good eating. Okay, let's go. And uh, and if we can do it so it tastes great, even better. Yeah. But there's a lot of culture there, I think. Yeah, I, Perhaps. I, I think you, I'm not sure how we went down this rabbit hole. I don't either, but we did. We, we really did. And yeah, I, yeah. I think it. you're probably not wrong. The fact that cultures just change, at least for us. And for me, I mean, for how many years, I was only feeding one anyway. So I only had right. to worry about, well, should I make myself a steak tonight or order a pizza? I mean, right. it's a choice. I could go really crazy or just order pizza. Um, and I guess what we're trying to say is no matter whether you grew up on steaks or you cook a lot of steak now uh, or you wish you did more of it, uh, just be thankful for what you're doing. Yeah. And enjoy what you're doing. And you're looking for ways to make it better or more creative or cooler because that's what this time of year is about. It's yeah. just, you know, taking a moment to go, you know what? I got it. Yeah. I got it made. You know, I, I, I can cook and I can have fun and I can be thankful for my family and my friends and my red meat. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had you right until the red meat part, but but no. seriously. So uh, that's probably how we ended up down there because, you know, it's Christmas. It's kind of so where we're we were of, going, probably. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, we were actually very happy this year. Well, we're always happy, but uh, the girlfriend and I are going to her family's on Christmas Day. My family's this uh, today after the show. Right. And so we were hoping to spend Christmas Eve just us. Nice. Uh, her son's gonna be at his dad's, and there is no plans. Christmas movies and steaks has actually been the conversation. You're get, you're so. missing the boat here. This is the, Christmas with no plans. Uh, it's casino. Oh, <laughs> you gotta go to the casino. Had the seafood buffet. Spend as much money as possible. You guys, think of the money you can make playing blackjack. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. You could double your I salary. I don't think that's her thing. All right. And I, uh, all uh, tongue-in-cheekness aside, it is uh, it is the one holiday where you can you can try to go fancier than you normally would. Especially this year. It's yep. warm. Yeah. Especially It'll be rainy, this year. but it's going to be warm. That's all right. We'll uh, we'll dive into all that and, uh, and so much more when the Barbecue Show continues. Stick around for more of the Barbecue Show right after this. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. All right, welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And uh, we appreciate you joining us each and every weekend here on the Barbecue Show. A um, couple of people have emailed and asked, uh, Stunt and Jake, by the way, I'm Jake. That's Stunt over hey. there. And um, uh, we've had a few people ask. Some of our shows are available uh, on Spotify. We are working to get them uploaded to uh, KTOE.com as well. Yes, so that's that right. So you can find them there. If you go to Radio Mankato or KTOE.com, you can find them. That's our home-based well. studio, if you yes. will. The flagship is what we like to say. So, And we do appreciate people listening on great stations like uh, KY. It's warm down here in the Philippines. And <laughs> <laughs> also... WWTF <laughs> in the North Pole, Alaska. Yeah, appreciate you listening. Though if it's cold, we're spinning it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
all the cold hits. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, all right, so if you had to pick one, what would you go with for Christmas? Well, I've done prime rib before, mm-hmm. and so I guess my original thought, and what I would love to try again, is prime rib. Prime. I, I, I've did, it's been a few years since I've done it, and I think. I always have wanted to do more of it. And now for like family gatherings when I'm not cooking, I feel like we've always done holiday hams. Mm-hmm. I know people talk about turkeys for Christmas. We just, we just had turkey. Right. I don't understand. I never understood that one. Right. Um, ham is whatever. I mean, ham is great if you do it right, but it's, I mean, still ham. And which the, yeah. which got us talking. I, Cause I originally said to you, it's ham or, or, or prime rib. What do you think? He's like, that's not even a conversation. What do you yeah. mean? And then you said, the beef tenderloin, which right. sounds fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, and here's the difference. I mean, for me, I would say that the tenderloin is a step up that you really need to make sure you're ready for. And what I mean by that is the tenderloin doesn't have the fat or the marbling and the fat cap or any of that stuff like you're going to see with your prime uh, with your prime rib. Yeah. And so you really have to make sure that if you're if you're going to that tenderloin, it's just like any other tenderloin. You know, when you think about the the, the loin on a venison or a lamb or anything else, it's it's much leaner. It's a super tender meat, but you don't have the wiggle room. If you mm-hmm. make them and we, and I think we told the story a couple of years ago where uh my brother-in-law and uh, my wife's uncle were doing it out on a a smoker and you know, on the pellet. Do they have? It doesn't matter. Um and during Dinner, we're eating, and I'm thinking, well, this tenderloin's a little over. And my brother-in-law makes a comment. He's like, man, it's so cold out there. You wouldn't believe how long it would take that uh, grill to reheat after you open the lid. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you doing opening the lid? <laughs> you can't open the lid? Yeah, if you're looking, it ain't cooking. Right, 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 right. So that, to me, that's the biggest difference right there. Um, and I think, quite honestly, the ham is great, but it's a completely different... Existence. It's a different existence, absolutely. Yeah. From when I mean, when you open up the when you open it up that way, um, like you did, I, I thought well, it makes sense because the ham is just something that is a standalone great food. Right, but you can do ham anytime. This is a special occasion. What about those prime ribs? Yeah. What about the tenderloin? So, take I, an extra extra effort into your meal. I can tell you that for our personal purposes, for example, we do turkey for Thanksgiving. Uh, Sister in law does a ham for Easter, and then we usually do, like I said, prime rib or. Uh, beef tenderloin we've kind of switched to the last couple of years, which has been, you know, if the tenderloin's done right, it's really good. It's a little leaner and the people that are worried about, you know, I don't want all the fat. Yeah. And then, then, then they're fine that way. The old well, 96er. So. Yeah, yeah. All the gr- a- I'm all just thinking about all the fat and gris on the plate now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that, and that works out well. And we typically smoke it. We started for years. We did the prime rib in the oven. Yeah. Uh, when we were all younger and made a better effort to get to church on Christmas Eve. But it was great <laughs> is that you can set your time. If you're doing it in the house, uh, you can set your timer and uh, and let it go. And essentially, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the magical uh, method is 500 degrees, five minutes for every pound that you have. And then after you've cooked it for however many you know pounds you have, yep. 500, then you turn the oven off and you don't touch it until it hits the temp you want. And you just let it coast for a couple hours in the oven. Uh, and you can do something similar on a grill or a smoker, but... There's a little more effort involved, right? Obviously, because you have to maintain a temp of some sort, right? Some sort. Because I mean, the the in I mean, with the pellet, they're obviously not all airtight, and they're going to cool down if you shut. Yeah, them Yeah, you're off, not going to so. be able to just shut them off outside and right. on, on a smoker by any means. But but for us, that's how it started, and it, because it was easy and it was delicious, and it didn't require because we would do the whole everybody goes to church and then we come back from church and it's like instant party for an hour or two and then sit down and eat. We didn't want to have to come back and do two hours of food prep, right? Because, you know, by the time everybody gets home from church, that prime was almost ready to roll. 
coming out, you know, in right. the oven, just coming to temp. And so uh, there's different things you can do with that. And now we've gotten a little more relaxed and we're spending a little more time on the grills and, and that kind of thing. So when we're looking at a prime rib or tenderloin for that matter, mm-hmm. what we already talked a little bit earlier in the first segment, when it's a good cut of meat, you're doing salt, pepper, that's it. Right. What are you doing for somebody you're going to smoke that that? I mean, even on the beef loin, yeah. uh, it, it's a little without all the fat, you're a little bit leaner. What are you doing for seasoning? Right. With the with the loin, the seasoning is uh, usually a little lighter. Uh, whereas with the uh, with the prime, we usually go fairly traditional. You know, uh, uh, peppercorn crusted, a lot of rosemary, some thyme. You know, those sort of things mm-hmm. like you would expect. Usually rolled onto it. Uh, you know, that type of a thing. Yep. Um, same thing with the tender or with the tenderloin. It's going to be less less flavor introduction. Like with the prime rib, you know, it always makes me wonder. Like people go crazy with the pepper, and they go crazy with the uh, the rosemary, uh, and you're really in, injecting more of that flavor, and then you're then you're hitting it with. Uh, horseradish afterwards you know yep and so uh, that just is a lot going on i always feel like with uh with a prime rib that's already delicious and and tender uh with the with the tenderloin we st- tend to stay more simple salt pepper that's pretty much it yeah and just uh and just let it go and that's again because we usually have a couple flavor elements that are happening all at the same like this year we're gonna throw a brisket into the mix i guess the party's getting bigger i don't know <laughs> All the kids are growing up. We need more food. Why well, is that something? And then, you know, and there's always shrimp, you know, and again, there'll be, that's half the fun of Christmas is sneaking into the kitchen, you know, two hours after dinner and seeing that there's still 20 shrimp sitting on a cookie tray. And you're like, well, just, just going to grab a few of those. We're just going to stand here and eat these <laughs> quick before we go home. So, uh, but that's, that's just kind of the general rule of thumb that we've always used. Yeah. A little lighter seasoning on the tenderloin. Cause again, leaner meat which means a different flavor structure. Uh, the other thing, too, is that without that fat in there, uh, it's easy for seasonings to burn. Yes. more You know, the prime has that fat cap, which is beautiful because it protects everything and keeps everything juicy and well lubricated, I guess, for lack of a better <laughs> word. You know what I mean? But it's it's easier, you know, if, if your seasoning is in a is in a puddle of, you know, fat and butter is one thing. But if it's just sitting on top of a dry roast burning off then it's completely different so right you want to be careful of that for sure so um and i, I mean what else what what else would you want to do you know like i said i always mention i always thought doing a goose would be a nice touch mm-hmm. especially uh now um with the the when i first started begging my first wife, oh, let's do a christmas goose and she's like i don't want to cook a goose i don't know what the hell i'm doing right um now with the you know with the the ease of the pellet girls where you can maintain that temperature i think you could smoke a really nice goose but again now you're talking poultry-ish. Now you're talking, you're probably going to want to use some sort of a stuffing to kind yep. of uh, help with the with well, flavor. And and the first thing you used to do is just now, I thought, what about a turducken? Are they coming back? Would that be something you'd do during uh, the holiday time? I guess you could. I mean, I've seen more of a, more people talking about turduckens, I think because of uh, John Madden's passing. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's it. They're just talking about it on, you know, NFL games because he was the big turducken guy. He was. And yeah. uh, he always loved those. And I, the turducken to me, I thought was a neat fad. It was kind of like bell bottoms. Like everybody's like, oh, this is the coolest thing, isn't it? And then after a year, everybody's like, it's a little too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't need all that that's, swishing around well, down that's there. That's true. And that's, I think, is the same thing with the turducken. Everybody's like, look what I did. And they, wow. And then you go, okay. Well, right. Too much overhandling. A little too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would also throw out there, uh, for an, uh, another choice that's not even smoking related, but like the girlfriend had in her head this year, she wanted to do a fondue. Mm. Is that coming back? <laughs> what, what is that about? It is to an extent. I have some friends that talk about how they, that's like their New Year's Day thing is they fondue. Really? And they have one with oil and they have one with chocolate 
And they, wow. uh, and they, so yeah, they, they do little pieces of meat yep. and they dip things in chocolate and it's like they're, it's their thing. I don't need to do that. That's again, overhandling too much extra work. Yeah. I think you're right. It's, um, I guess it comes down to that preference deal. You know, like we thought, I know we're trying to, we're getting off track again here. Imagine <laughs> that, uh, last year with the introduction of the flat top, it's, uh, our, one thing we found was great for get togethers out on the patio was to marinade and dice up some, uh, you know, like uh, some short ribs yep. uh, or some steak and throw it on and and basically fry it on the flat top as little cubes and then throw them in a, in a bowl or a pan or whatever with some toothpicks and people could just... There you go. Yeah. Grab and go. You just kind of snack on them as you go. And it's uh, it, it, that was kind of handy. I think fondue's maybe the same... I feel like it's the same approach. approach. Yeah. yeah. But you're doing all the cooking yourself. And uh, to me, and maybe this is just me getting older and starting to think about safety... <laughs> You know, second instead of third, right? We've got this. We've got this vat of bubbling oil. Why doesn't everybody grab a stick and we'll cook something in it? You know? Yeah. Well, depends who you all got coming over for that. I suppose for a fondue type. Thing. I was thinking of my kids and yeah. and above and beyond, John. You know, those yeah. are those are adult the, kids as well. Yeah, these are the red flags I was seeing right away. Right. So, but no, that's true. And I, I wasn't interested in the fondue either. Obviously, I just I've been so gung ho on doing a prime rib this weekend and. Uh, just, just for something different that we don't always eat. I mean, honestly, you could probably do a tri-tip, a little bit different, but that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, wouldn't be. I know our our friend Ward loves tri-tips, and he yeah. co- and he cooks like three, four at a time. And then whatever you don't eat, you just cut up and serve for lunch the next day. Right. You know, uh, I was just thinking too when we were talking about the fondues. How happy would our friend Jake Ward be if? Uh, his fondue started a fire, and my sous vide had the water to put it out. Oh boy! Ha, ha, ha. What <laughs> the argument what? of the sous vide comes back? <laughs> When's okay, but let's talk about that. When's the last time you sous vide anything? My wife does stuff with it a couple times a month. Oh really? Yeah. You, but you've lost your interest in it now no, that you have I, it. You know, here's the thing with the sous vide. I absolutely love it. There are so many applications you can do some amazing things with it, including Christmas. Uh, last year, New Year's Eve was the the best venison I've ever had. Yeah. Um, you have to plan. You have to prepare. And uh, for the last couple of weeks or months, it's just been. Uh, it's like what? No, it's Whereas not. Been... If you go, we're going to grill steaks. You can go. Okay, great. Yeah. Are you going to charcoal or gas them? <laughs> like if you're in a hurry, you just throw them on the gas. Yeah. And by the way, if you're doing steaks on your gas grill, here's a little tip: your your grates. There's probably two or three of them. Yeah. They're in there side by side. Take one out, set it to the side. Take the other one, turn it sideways, and lay it right on top of those flavor bars, those little triangle yep. tents, in, and then your steak is down closer to the fire. You can get a hotter sear faster. And you don't have to worry about overcooking it as long, and you're not baking it either. There you go. See, heat is the key to a good steak. I like it. You know, I'm gonna put this on my list. And you said heat too. Uh, we should talk about creating a good charcoal fire again. I feel like it's been a while since we've done a conversation like right, that. Right. That is a good. That's, idea. A, that's a future topic. All right. Well, that is a good topic. Uh, all right. So we got to wrap this up because it's Christmas and people are waiting to open presents. So oh, they're waiting on us. Yeah. Well, obviously they don't want to leave until we tell them. Uh, so here's our uh, here's our tip. If you're new. To big meat smoking for the holidays. Start with a prime rib. Don't buy the prime. Buy the choice. Yeah. Save yourself a bundle. Yep. Uh, I'll give them a plug because I throw that out every once in a while. Sam's Club has always been the best place that I've been able to find them because I can get them in a variety of sizes. The prices are always usually pretty solid. Uh, but, you know, look around. When you start getting into specialty big roasts like tenderloins and primes, uh, you know, or, or rib roasts, um, 
If you go specialty store, you're going to pay specialty prices. Uh, and I would say don't sleep on Sam's because the one in Mankato, for example, I know they do a ton of stuff and they supply a ton of meat to a lot of local places as well. And, yeah, they're, they and they're really nice to work with, too. You can go up there and go, you got a four and a five, but I, I need a seven to eight pounder. Can you cut one off for me? Yeah. And they'll say, well, we can't make it exact, but we'll, we can come close. Yeah. And you go, great. That's that's all I want. You know, you know, and then you have to fight the temptation. Well, just give me the whole 13 and a half. <laughs> I'll just take that home and. Uh, anyway, but if you're if you're just starting with big meat roasting, I would say start with the prime, uh, with the rib roast for the because, holiday weekend. Yeah, because you're going to have more fat in there. You got a little more room to play. Okay, you know, it's going to be harder to dry it out. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at and remember, bigger the meat, longer the set, longer the sit. Yes. You know, because the rest, because it's going to come up more. A thin steak only can hold so much heat and energy in it. A big prime will hold a lot of energy. So always take it off the heat. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, if it's getting close, take it off. Yeah. Because that means it'll hit it during its rest period. And if you really like ham, that's easy. Just go to the store and buy a smoked ham, throw it in the oven, and warm it up. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, on behalf of all of us, though, uh, thank you for uh, hanging with us all of these years. Three years now. That's three. Yeah. And, uh, and have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Now go fire that thing up.